<laughs> What's up, y'all? Welcome back to the Life Part in the Game podcast. We are here for a new season. Hey, y'all. It's been a while. It's been a while. I'm James. I'm Tina. And we are the Life Part in the Game. Gang, gang. We are here to give you the good, the bad, the ugly. Um, the hilarious. The hilarious. All things relationship, family, life related. So um, it's been a minute, but we are here to tap in and serve y'all with everything that uh you're looking to hear from but before we get into that um we want y'all to check in with us across social so wifey how can they follow us um just life partner gang on everything instagram youtube tiktok yeah we got to somebody stole the tiktok name <laughs> we don't know who you is but you it was watching this right now you're late for that and no yes. we're not going to pay you for it no um we're not yeah and then he's imj meeks i am james meeks and i am her life sparkles on everything um but life partner game yeah yes yeah, so appreciate y'all your patience for tapping in with us we are back at it again consistency is the name of the game and a lot has happened with the uh, Life Partner Gang um, since you guys last heard from us from a podcast perspective. A lot of y'all follow us on social, so you kind of know what's going on in our life. Uh, but to get into it today, one of the topics, not even one of the topics, the main topic we're going to discuss today is really a life update and um, getting into our birth story. So to catch y'all up, we are now parents of how many kids we got? We got four whole kids. <sighs> yeah, That's got- so wild to me. We got four humans to look after now. Um, if y'all remember from the first season, uh, Tina here was not down for having more kids. She was like being a hater. Um, being a hater? She was trying to keep them ovaries um, protected and on lock, but your boy came through. Okay. I'm gonna let you have it. My sperm can't be denied. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna let you have it because I mean the baby's here, so. So, we have a new baby. Um, our baby surprise, Mila Grace MG is her name. Yeah. Um, she's beautiful. We love her so much, and we just want to get into the story of how she came to be because it was wild, Joe. It was. It was. It was. It was chaotic, but it was beautiful. It was not very chaotic. Yes, it was. Yes, it was it chaotic, was. but it was beautiful. So it let, was, okay. Let's get into the day, really the day before, because what were we doing? We were, we were working. We were creating content. I had this sudden urge to just shoot all of these maternity looks that I had, like. That you still haven't posted, by the way. I have, I had ordered stuff. I had paid money for like this real expensive head situation. And I was like, I just need to shoot these outfits before we run out of time. Granted, I still had, until my due date, I still had three weeks left. But, um, and I don't know, should it, we might need to make this a separate conversation. I did have some small complications with the pregnancy um, to where I was put on a progesterone. And in my mind, I had to stop taking it at 36 weeks. So yes, we can make this a separate conversation. But long story short, I I felt in my gut that once I stopped using that progesterone, it was she was gonna come, and she did. Um, so and we'll talk about how much did she weigh though? Because <laughs> we went to the doctor and they were doing like the weight estimates. So what was the last weight estimate before we actually had her? What was it? Eleven pounds? Twelve pounds? No. no. Pounds. What was it? Ten? It was ten. No, no oh, are you talking about when they when actually they, when they were saying how big she was in your belly before she actually came out? She was they said she was like what five and a half pounds? Yes, like almost it was pretty close to six. Yeah. And that was that week what? Thirty four? Yeah. Yeah. It was a little off. It was a lot off. Yeah, yeah. So thirty four <laughs> weeks off. they were saying that she was about five to six pounds and none of our kids have ever gone. 40 weeks. Yeah. Everybody else was 39 weeks. Yes. So she came at 37 and I think 37, three. Yes. And for us, we were here, we were trying to predict like, cause once you hit 36 or 37 weeks, they say you're supposed to gain like a, a pound, pound a week. The baby gains a pound a week. So we were trying to guesstimate how big she was going to be. If you went the full. The full. If, 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 if I went to even 39 weeks. Yes. Because. 
The doctor wasn't planning on inducing you. No. We never had those conversations. Based on her size. Yeah. And And she was the whole chunky monkey. She was a chunky monkey. (laughs) And it's it's wild because when we would look at your belly, we would always think your belly is big. When other people would look at your belly, they would think you was having twins. So (laughs) she's still mad at y'all for that, too. <laughs> she thinks it's absurd that anybody could look at her belly and think that she was having twins. I don't think it's absurd. I think so. From like people don't use their we're all over the place right now, but stay with it. People don't <laughs> use their brains when it comes to pregnant women and and stature and how you carry. Tall women typically have long torsos, so their bellies don't have to poke out as much because it can stretch up. The same way with how you know somebody can. Somebody can be the same, a short person and a tall person can be the same weight, but of course the short, the short person is going to be rounder in the midsection because right. we don't have anywhere for that, that fat and stuff to go. Right. Same thing with the baby. I don't, I can't stretch up. It's only going to go out. It's just going to poke out and out and out and out and out. So it's just like, no pregnant woman wants to hear, are you sure it's not two in there? The fuck you think I'm going to the doctor every week, every few weeks for? I know it's not two in there. No, it wasn't two in there, but I mean, we had one that could have been the size of two babies, though. <laughs> so it wasn't all the way off. It was just one human in there. But getting back to it, so the day before, we are working, creating content, doing maternity shoots. We doing like ten I did different like, looks. We really in real life did like five different looks. Um, like the the white shirt with the denim, we did that. The black, the black dress, it was like the tube top dress mm-hmm. that y'all have seen, we did that. We just, we did, we made a bunch of videos. It was just like, I didn't know, but I knew that like that was gonna be my last day with my belly because it, I just, we just had the urge to create all this content and I think the kids were gone. The kids were gone, so it was, they had, it was yeah, just Yeah, they were just gone you. for the day. So we had just got it, we had just got it done. And then I had a braid appointment for the next day. Pooh had a track meet. The kids were at school. The kids, kids were at school. school. school Who had tried me the previous day, I thought. Or no, no, he had tried me that yeah, day. So we, that we created the content. We picked the kids up from school. We went to the track meet. And I probably did more walking than usual at the track meet because I was on modified bed rest. Um, but the track meet, it was a lot of walking, especially to get to like the bathroom and stuff. And I felt like Pooh had got cheated a little bit in the long jump. So that pissed me off. And I was like trying not to like fuss the officials out. And then I came home because I had a braid appointment the next morning and I washed and blow dried my hair. I look, I, we did the most that day. Um, but I had just knew that I was going to get my hair braided the next morning because I was, you know, preparing for delivery. And she was here the next morning <laughs> because yes. we went, we went to bed that night, business as usual. My back was hurting, but I thought it was because we had just had a long day. I was standing on my feet, I was sitting on the bleachers, I had did my hair. So I had just, you know, attributed, mm, chalked it up to (laughs) it being just like pregnancy back pain um, and ligament pain. And then we went to bed and what, around 1.30 a.m. I got up because my back was killing me. Like I had never experienced back labor before, but turns out that's what I was having. If you can just, if you've ever had a contraction or if, even if you've had like some intense menstrual cramps, if you could just think about that, but in your lower back, it felt like something was trying to like rip my back. And you didn't get up at that point. The first time that you were complaining about the back pain, you were still in the bed because I said, well, let me rub your back and maybe that'll help because I rubbed your back and then went back to sleep. Yeah. It was the next time that she was actually Well, because the first up. time I got up and then I had to go to the bathroom, TMI, but I had to I had to go, go. And then um, I came back and got back in the bed and it didn't like alleviate the pain because I sometimes when pregnant, everything is all cramped together. When you start having like cramps, sometimes it can be digestive related. So I thought, okay, let me go to the bathroom and see if that will give me some relief. And it did not. So I got back in the bed and I was just kind of squirming and worming. And then he rubbed my back a little bit and I laid back down. And then I got up again. And but this time I'm pacing. <laughs> no, you're doing more than pacing. She's like disrupting everybody's sleep at this point. So not everybody's just yours. No, because we had uh, Cinnamon, our puppy, 
was in the room with us. I didn't care about cinnamon. At the time. So <laughs> cinnamon is a baby. And if you wake her up in the middle of the night, she up like, oh, it's, it's time to play? Let's let do it then. So she's she's going back and forth. And I see her at the dresser, like the, our dresser's in front of our bed. So I'm looking like, yo, what are, what are you doing? Like, why are you up? So she's like fumbling through clothes. She got bathroom lights on. Cause I was like she's packing. I was putting the rest of my toiletries in my hospital bag that I drug my feet on packing because I knew <laughs> that we were having a situation. I couldn't tell you exactly because I I didn't know it was back pain at that back labor at that time, but I knew that I wasn't gonna be able to get back in that bed. Right. So, but at this point though, she's still not saying what what it is that's happening. She's I just saying told, her back. Is I said hurting. my back is hurting. I think you need to get up. And that and at that at point at that point you said no just come on and lay back down let me rub your back again because in in what world am I supposed to know that back pain is labor so when she says her back is certain that she's packing a bag I'm like where the hell are we going for back pain I said I think you need to get up that was all you needed to hear <laughs> if we go to if you tell me that about to try to give me a ginger ale and a cold pack if you tell me <laughs> so we finna get up. I'm like, why are we going to the hospital for your back hurt? And were they just going to send us right back home in the middle of the night? Like, this is the dumbest thing ever. Sit down. Fellas, if she say, I think you need to get up, just get up. Nah. Because he almost got whacked across his head with a water bottle. Ask ask questions, bro. Because just just like y'all heard her say, she didn't know that back pain was a, a, a sign of labor. But what, so... But what did I do though? I started. I am. I didn't. I wasn't sure that I was having contractions, but I started timing them, and it turned out that they were contractions. Yes, you did start timing them, um, which helped. And then, so she won't let it go. So that means I got to get up. So mm-hmm. I'm up now, and trying to like console her because I'm confused. It's the middle of the night, mad sleepy. Um, I timed them for an hour. She's timing them. And it was coming like every five, four minutes for an hour. Yes. Um, so then after that goes on for a minute is when we finally decide to call after the doctor. After the hour, we called the doctor. And of course, it's after hours. So the doctor, you know, they got somebody who's sitting right there. But that person has to page the doctor. The doctor has to get back to them. But the original person I talked to, he didn't really seem like, it was urgent. Urgent, like you need to come to the hospital now. So it wasn't until my doctor actually called your us doctor back. called back, and she was like, "Well, how long have the contractions been going on? Um, what number kid is this for y'all again?" Like she asked me all these questions that I feel like she should know the answer to. But well, it was the middle of the night. It's the middle of the too. night, <laughs> so <laughs> I'm having to walk her through who Tina is, and then finally she's like, "All right, cool. Well." Um, why don't y'all come down, meet me at the hospital, and then you know we'll see if we're ready to have a baby or something like that. So even with her, she was still mad cool, which probably is a doctor supposed to be cool. They ain't supposed to seem trying like to freak you out, disheveled or whatever. But she was like, "Let's meet at the hospital." So then that point, it's like, "All right, it's go time." But it's the middle of the night. Our children are upstairs in their bed, sleep. We got two dogs, and we we got to get somebody to the house to come. So and I, help. my mom. Is the closest person to us. Literally, she stays 20 minutes away from us compared to my dad is probably 45 minutes and your parents are probably like 55 minutes. They was out the country. Yeah, and they were on vacation. So I called my mom. It took my mom an hour to get here. And she lived 20 minutes away. <laughs> I am still not over it. <laughs> it took my she, mom an hour. She going to see this and she going to be like, what? Yeah, y'all talking shit. It took my mom an hour to get here. And what I tell y'all, I cursed her out in my head so many times because like WTF lady. I feel like she stopped and got some breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> got some gas. I think she took a bath first. <laughs> she was like, let me make sure I'm good. You know what I'm saying? She decided on her outfit. <laughs> It took her a minute to come over here because she live a cool 25 minutes away. Um, and this is the middle of the night, so there's no so, traffic. Yeah, it took my mom so long to get here. And I think it just felt even worse because I was in pain. But I was like, I called her because she was going to be the quickest. If I would have thought that, I would have just called my daddy. Like, what is happening right now? Yeah. Um, so meanwhile, we're waiting on my mom. He's getting the rest of the stuff together for his bag. I know I'm going to have to leave the kids because in my mind, I'm having a baby. I'm not coming back home tonight. So... I um I get all of my stuff together and I'm just pacing, trying to, you know, like breathe through the pain. I decide that I am going to venture upstairs to kiss the kids. 
That was the longest, and I rode the elevator. That was the longest trip to get myself together upstairs because I had to like get on the elevator between contractions, ride up, and then um, my labor transitioned right here at home once I got upstairs because once I got upstairs, I was able to kiss Poo and you know just whisper to him that I love him, and then I started to vomit. So I had, but I didn't want to wake anybody up. I had to run to the, um, the the theater room to use that bathroom and get myself together. Like I was sweating all over myself in pain. Um, and then I finally made it to Zoe and Luke. Like it literally took, and you were in the room completely not knowing any of this was happening. No. But it took me like 20 minutes to get, he thought I was just out here at the table. I had to, it took me like 20 minutes to get upstairs to kiss the kids goodbye because I was, I didn't know if, whether or not I was coming or going. Um, but in hindsight, I now know that me having that sudden urge to vomit, that was my labor transitioning. Because right when I got back downstairs, my mom pulled up and it was a wrap from there. My mom pulled up. That's when you finally was coming out the room. Yeah. She, um, you was, and you had started to load stuff in the car. She was helping me, like, breathe through the contractions that I was having and telling me that, you know, if I didn't yell, if I didn't want to yell, I could still just, like, moan, but I needed to let, let it, it out. out. Mm-hmm. So I'm breathing and grunting and breathing and grunting, and you finally get everything in the car. And she was like, did your water break? And I was like, no, my water hasn't broke yet. And literally... As she said that, I started my back started to rupture. It didn't full on break, but I started leaking. So Yeah, so you had to get me a towel. We had to get you a towel. Um now so, mind you, she's sweating like a god thing. I was sweating. Slave. Like I had been working out. Yeah, I was like she covered in sweat and the air is on like sixty two. So it's freezing in the house. <laughs> but she I touched her back. And like she was just I'm drenched in wet. sweat. Ha- Mind you, I had just blow dried my hair, so I got this foofy puff. Yeah, she looking like sweating um, all over in the it's, it's a real crazy situation. Not how I wanted to go to the hospital, but yeah. So we at the table. Um, I get her a towel and everything. The car is the car is started, and I'm trying to put stuff into the car. But this was like her first like little snappy moment. So. Um, her mom is sitting right there. She's like talking to her mom, going through the breathing thing. So I'm just letting them have a moment. And she kind of says something like, um, "Like, what are we waiting for?" Or I was like, like, "I that. did." I said, "What is he doing?" Like, I'm sick of <laughs> everybody at this point. Just get me to the hospital. <laughs> and I'm like, "Shit, I ain't the reason why your goddamn mama just took an hour to come over here. I've been ready to go. <laughs> we couldn't leave the kids, and you can't drive yourself. No, so I I'm doing, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. So we finally say peace to her mom." Uh, we get in the car. As we're going in the garage, we get in the car. She's still having contractions like every couple of minutes, but they're like even closer now. Yeah, and and more intense. So it took me. As y'all pause. saw that in the video a little yeah. bit of it. It took me a minute to get to actually be able to get into the car. Because um, when they hit, she would like we had to stop I just had everything. To stop what I was doing, I couldn't walk do, through them anymore. Let it do what it was gonna do, and then you breathe through it, and then we you know we get you in the car. So. Um, we, we get in the car. What time? Because we got to the hospital at two fifty-seven. So it was maybe two thirty. Yeah. So we get in, we get we in. Probably look at the time step on the video. Yeah, we get in the car around two thirty or so. Um, now this is where it starts to get dicey. So <laughs> we leave out, and they probably like two minutes apart at this point. Yeah, if that, maybe one. So maybe I'm like close. trying to put this. Um, Madison Collie, um, that's a, the, she has a, an the girl album, that plays the heart. The heart. So we would put that on and put, we had a speaker that we put on her belly um, for the baby while she was pregnant. So we would play that at nighttime. So I put that on, like, thinking I was going to calm her down a little bit, but she's like, coming outside she, of yeah, herself. She ain't, she ain't trying to hear that music, seat. nothing. She, she's wilding. So we get out of the neighborhood. It's like two lights until we get to the highway. And then um, I get to the second light, which is a left turn to go into the it's highway. It's 2 o'clock in the morning. It's literally nobody outside it's but It's 2 us. o'clock in the morning. You're going to stop at the red light. There are people outside. There's a person behind me. And I don't know where the police is, nothing like that. So I'm stopped at the light. And she was like, yeah, I think you're going to go ahead and need to run that. And I'm like... <laughs> You need to. If there was a time to run a red light, that was it. Like, sure, get me to the hospital. I was supposed to get in the car like DMX back in the day, 
put my siren on and then just drive straight to the yes, hospital. Like, actually, like, like, they, I work like for in the, the movies, get me to the hospital. I don't work for the people. So I look around because I'm like, I'm not just going to run this red light and get a ticket or <laughs> hemmed up by some cop because she over here tripping. So look around. Tripping. Don't see no car, no, no cop. Get on the highway. So now in my mind, and I've thought this the entire pregnancy, where we live there's a hospital that is like within 15 minutes of where we live. And the doctor, um, her That's OB, where I go at for my visits. That's where we go for the visits. So in my mind, this whole, now granted, there's two places that she would go for visits. One was in and the other one was off. Yeah. Whatever. So I'm thinking that, you know, we're supposed to go to the one that's close to us. I just, I just thought it. I ain't asked her about it. I just assumed that that's where we're supposed to go because literally the doctor's office and the hospital are... They're, like, connected. Yes. They're, like, 50 yards from each other. Hospital first, doctor's office behind it. So I'm like, all right, bet. She already wilding anyways. So there's <laughs> wow. no way she's going to make it if we go to the other one. So let's just go to this one. So I'm, I'm on a highway. I'm punching it. We get there probably like 10, 15 minutes. She's like still breathing, moaning in the car. We, it was like 10 minutes to the hospital. And on, you, you know how if you really got to go to the bathroom. And then when you finally make it to the bathroom, the urge just intensifies because you see the toilet. Like if you got to pee and you'd be like on the brink of peeing on yourself. Same with the hospital. Like I was, I was barely keeping it together, but I was keeping it together. And then when I saw the hospital... Like, everything in me intensified, but we could not pull up right to the hospital because they was doing some type of construction. So we had to, like, play Ring Around the Rosies to figure out how to get to the emergency room door. Well, they, it's construction, and then after hours, they don't let anybody yeah, in, in the front. In yeah. the front. You got to go around the back to where security is. So, yes, we pull up there. I get out the car. I run over to the door because I'm pulling up, and I'm like, yo, this joint don't look like it's open. <laughs> So let me get out first before I get her out of the car. And it's a whole, a whole thing to get her back in. And there's a sign on the door that basically says you got to go around to the emergency, to the emergency room, room uh, entrance. So <laughs> that seemed like the longest ride like forever to ever, get to the emergency cause room. Because you got to loop all the way around Cause it was like the, the hospital. And in to that time, there. I felt like I was going to. I thought she was going to have a baby, baby in the car. Because <laughs> at this point, she's just like. I can't hold it anymore. And that, that's the kind of talk that she was having with Luke. Like when Luke was ready to come um, and there was no nurse in the room, she was, her words to me was like, babe, I can't hold him anymore. And I'm yeah. like, what you mean? I was crowning in the car. <laughs> you can't hold, like you got to hold him. Ain't nobody <laughs> to get him out. <laughs> so we do the whole loop around and get to um, the emergency exit. So then I pull up right in front and I hop out and I run inside and um, I go to the, there's a desk in front of you and there's one to the left. I don't even look to the left. I look to the person in front of me, which is a cop. And um, I was like, yo, my wife um, is about to have a baby. This is her hospital. Like we supposed to be meeting the doctor here. And she just, she didn't even say nothing to me. She just pointed and pointed me back to the other thing. And I, I was like, triage nurses. God damn. Like, <laughs> no, she was, a, she was like a, she was security or whatever. Oh, okay. But I'm like, you could have pointed me there in the first place instead of like listening to me talk. Yeah. So I go get the other lady, and um, she was like, all right, uh, where's she at? I'm like, she out here in the car. And I was like, uh, but you need to bring a wheelchair, though, because she already told me when I was getting out the car that she wasn't going to walk. I so. was like, I was, if I had, they would have tried to make me walk to that emergency room, they was going to be catching the baby. Because <laughs> so, I already knew. So I was like, grab that wheelchair right there. <laughs> she says she's not going to walk, um, and let's go get her out the car. So we go get her out the car. And at this point, I'm still parked in front, so yeah. the car can't stay there. Like we in front of the building, we gotta I gotta put it in the um, the parking lot. So I get in a wheelchair. He goes to park. Um, the the triage nurse asked me what number baby it was for me. I said four. She said, "Oh, let's hurry up." So <laughs> she is like running, she trying knew. to get me upstairs to labor and delivery. Um, they get me up to labor and delivery and the nurses are kind of just at the charge station or whatever. And one of them looks at me and said, you feel like you don't have a baby? I said, yeah. They said, what number baby is this for you? I said, four. Because once you go on with latter pregnancies, once you go into labor. It's like quick. Everything is So quicker. they roll me into the room immediately. They don't ask me no questions. I don't get to do registration, nothing. They roll me into the room and I see the bed. 
and they're like, we need you to stand up. I was having another contraction, which turns out to be my last, because <laughs> once I finished that contraction, I stood up and they helped me position to where I could sit on the bed and I kind of laid like sadly flopped on the bed sideways. As soon as I did, my water went. I've never had my water burst you, on you its always own. wanted that. So it just went. <laughs> so then um, I'm trying to get myself together. I, well, I guess I was still contracting because I was still in pain. But um, and I'm still not in the room. He's not you. in the room yet. He's still going to park and then trying to figure out where to come. And then the doctor um, was like, I need you to turn over so I can check you. I need you to turn over so I can check you so I can see how dilated you are. And I was like, you don't need to check me. I need to push. <laughs> I need to push So they helped me finally get over to my back I still have my shorts on They helped. She was like I'm going to take your shorts off you So um, I helped, she helped me take my shorts off And when I did Finally open my legs and Mila's head was right there She was like somebody give me some gloves Somebody give me some this Somebody give me some that And um, But there was a it was a lot going on in that moment, but there was an intense sense of calm that just kind of washed over me because my OB that I have been seeing this entire time is white. And I don't have any, my doctor that delivered Zoe and Luke was white. So I have no issues there, but just with all the talk about, you know, black mothers and mortality rates and everything that has been going on. When I tell you, when I finally did open my eyes and turn over and it was time to push, the room was full of black women. Mm. The doctor was white The nurses was white The Everybody black. in that room That was helping me have this baby was black I've never felt more Safe I was like I know if something goes wrong right now These black women are gonna you know Work their asses off to take care of me it was, I, I don't know Maybe And maybe you have to be a black woman to get what I'm trying to say To you right now but it was just A very like sis got my back kind of moment but um, all that to say, when she turned me over, it was time to push. <laughs> and she came out in two pushes. Right. But yeah, I was saying it was a very, you know, just. You felt safe. I felt safe. You had. And I, I just, I had a team full of black women ready to take care of me. Um, Which was dope. Because I don't yeah. think with. Um, I've never seen that many black women in the uh, in the delivery room before at the Me same either. time because it was like six seven people in there. Yeah, every, there was one. It was one white uh, woman in there. Um, she was like a nurse or something like that. But outside of that, everybody, everybody else was black. was black, which was dope. So to give you all the other side of it, so that's from her POV because um, <laughs> she's in there. So me, um, I go park the car and then. Like, I'm trying to decide, do I bring everything in or do I just bring myself? Because I know she's, she's going to have this baby, but I don't know, like, how quickly she's going to have the baby. So I get in, and the last thing the lady yelled to me when she was pushing Tina off in the wheelchair was that um, she was like, come to the third floor. So that's all I really had to go by. So I get in, the girls at the front still remember me. I'm like, yo, how do I get to the third floor? They was like, uh, we'll open that door for you and then, you know, just find the elevator once you get in there. So it was definitely not that easy because once you get in, there's like elevators for everything in there. So I'm trying to figure <laughs> out well, which one do I get on? So I, um, I started recording, which y'all can see in the video. Um, and I was like, uh, I was like, I think we're going to have a baby today. And mm -hmm. I got off real quick because I'm trying to document, but also get to them. Now, mind you, I have no idea that she's like her water has broke or she's laid up in the bed or anything. I'm just thinking that they taking her up there trying to get her into a room and get her comfortable. Yeah, the timestamp of that video he's talking about is literally two minutes before her actual birth time. Two yeah. minutes. So I finally find the elevator. I had to stop somebody, ask them find the elevator, I get up to the floor, and I go to the, um, to the front desk, and they was like, um, are you the husband of um, Atina Meeks? I was like, yeah, I'm James Meeks. So she was like, all right, well, we need to get some information from you because we couldn't get no information from her. And I was like, okay, which, what do you need? So I'm getting like my ID and everything out, and then um, I guess we're at the point now where you told them you're ready to push mm -hmm. because now somebody pops out the room and was like, oh, it's, it's go time. 
So I'm looking, nobody's saying nothing to me. I don't know what that means. I don't know that she's in that room. So the young lady was like, well, don't worry about the information. You need to go ahead and go. And I said, okay, go where? And she was like, go to the room. So I go, she didn't say what the room number was or nothing. And I don't think we have room numbers no. at this point. So I go and I'm standing outside of this room, which I hear people in and I hear commotion, but I don't know that she's in there. And I don't want to just walk in a room and see some random lady's vagina. So <laughs> I'm standing outside the door because I'm, I'm afraid to walk in the wrong room. So then the, the girl at the front, she kind of like sees me and she's like, no, 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 go in, go in. Your wife is in there. So I go in there and then it's like all damn chaos going on in there because now I see all these people in there. She's like uh, hemmed up. And then one of the, um, the doctors is like, dad, can you come and like, hold her leg so I'm like all right so I drop my bag I run in and I grab her right leg um literally as I'm trying to push somebody has the left leg and then like I couldn't get in the little stirrups or nothing yeah like it's I'm I'm so confused because there's no <laughs> robe on there's there's nothing like she's in her clothes i didn't have an iv i yeah. didn't have anything she it's had her top on hard to bed to push yeah so she had her pajama top on and her pants was off and she's in this bed about to push and they like yo grab her leg so i grab her leg the other girl grab her leg and then she starts pushing and then it was one and then it really wasn't even two it was like one and a half well the second one was kind of funny though why because oh that's when the <laughs> yeah so my, <laughs> my water <laughs> oh i wish we could have got this on video because i would I love to see everybody's faces yeah. like from my point of view well, i yeah. my water did break but i don't think every because it happened so fast everything did not have a chance to leak out so the one the first push and it was kind of like a violent a violent kind of push because I had been holding it for so long. So I guess that's when her head and everything came out. But then with the second push, Mila did come out, but the rest of like Man. the amniotic fluid just went. Just imagine. And everybody was like. <laughs> like a, a scary movie scene where somebody gets like violently murdered and the blood is like gushing everywhere. That's what that was in that moment. And it was funny as hell for me. Like, I literally <laughs> was about to start laughing because, again, I'm on her right side holding her thigh back, and the doctor's in front of her almost like finna catch the football. So imagine somebody throw a football at you, but it's blood coming with it. So. <laughs> like, because all of them jump back. All of them. That like, lady, no, this is your job. That lady did a James Harden step back. <laughs> like, hold up. <laughs> and I was like, hey, man. She gonna drop my baby. Where, where are you going? <laughs> this is your job. <laughs> you got, and she had on the crazy part was it happened so fast. She didn't have anything covering her sneakers up. Yeah. So she had on like the blue, scrub. the scrubs or whatever, and the stuff they put but on top of it. She didn't have the booties on. She didn't have no booties on, so she was really stepping back because I guess she didn't want to get any of those fluids on her shoes yeah. and all of that. But it was funny as hell how quick she jumped back and how far that junk sprayed out. I was it like, was just what the like hell? yeah. So I was I was a little confused about it because I again this is kid number four, but a lot of this experience is new this time. Yeah. Um. So. I was kind of like, what, what's happening? But it was cool. Mila came out um, and, you know, we, it happened so fast. Every kid we've had, um, I know I started crying when we had the kid, like finally seeing them. But it was so chaotic in there. I couldn't even get no cries out because <laughs> I was just like... It was so much going on. I was not expecting to have a baby within three minutes of walking into the, the hospital. hospital. Yeah. So, and then they started like prodding me for information. We need to give you an IV. What's your social security number? Like they, They're registering me and trying to like get me in the system and stuff after the fact. Trying to check my blood pressure and give me an IV just in case I you know, go into distress. It was... And then they check. They um, she held her up because we didn't find out what whether it was a boy or a girl until you know birth. And I I asked. I said, "What is it?" And she said, "It's a girl." And I said, "I told, I knew it, but I knew it was a girl." Yeah, I knew it was a girl too. And the the wild part. Well, even with that, it was my my initial thought 
like even once you pushed her out was I saw a beautiful baby there, but I didn't even like think about the gender because mm. it was just so it much going so on. I was so stunned at how yeah. quickly it happened. I, after I caught my breath, I was like, what is it? And she was like, it's a girl. Yeah, she said it was a girl, um, which I could see at that moment. But I was, again, I'm just trying to process it. So um, she, she got her little cry out. Um, and then they took her, you know, and started over there trying to clean her up. But then now you're going through it because it was almost like you couldn't stop shaking. Yeah, I and I had never had that happen before. Um, like the the post labor shakes, they were almost like I was convulsing. It's, it seemed like that because you was you was sitting there was for like every couple of seconds. You were trembling. Just so shake my really body bad. Was just, I mean, because labor is trauma to the body, and I, my body was in shock. You lost a lot of blood. I lost a lot of blood. Um, they had to give me a bunch. I didn't have to get a transfusion or anything, but they was having to like give me medicine and stuff to like because I was bleeding too much for their liking. Um, and then I think I think it's something to be said about like just the shock of being body being separated from the baby for the first time too. Yeah. So I was just yeah shaking for for about an hour. Yeah, you were shaking for a minute. Um, Cause yeah, so before they took her, I cut the umbilical cord. You're shaking. They're now trying to stitch you up while you're shaking. Um, and for a minute there, I had went over to make sure Mila was good. So they got Mila under the light. They're trying to like wipe her off, clean her she up. She wasn't a doing bit. a bunch of crying. She wasn't crying at first, which kind of like scared me a little bit because I'm like, ain't no baby come out like this calm. Like, yeah. How do we luck up with the world's best kid ever? So yeah, but she was fine. She started crying over there under the light after a while because I think she realized like, all right, y'all done took me out of my little safe space. Mm -hmm. So she's upset. So I'm over there just looking at her, admiring her. Um, and then the nurse who was cleaning her up, she was like, um, why don't you go back over there um, and, um, and hold your wife's hand? Because she knew she was about to stitch you and that it was going to hurt. And it did. So I was like, all right. So then I go back over there with Tina. I'm, I'm holding her hand through the shakes and through the stitches and then, you know, giving them the information that they need. So what started off as really hectic still continued to be hectic because they didn't get all the, the, the stuff to intake you up front. Yeah. So she trying to ask me for my social security number while this lady is showing, sewing my cooch back together. Like, can you ask me this later? <laughs> right. And then, like, when the, the girl finally comes in with the IV, I'm talking to her. I'm like, yo, man, my wife got crazy veins. So, like, please, like, get it right the first time yeah. because... That's just gonna be a whole nother thing of uh, contention with y'all if you mess her mess her arm up. And she to put did good. She in. did good. She did good. One of the few, because my veins are small and they roll. And she she yeah. did what she was doing. So that part was good. They finally bring Mila back over. Um, she's cleaned up, so they get um, some skin to skin time. Tina and the baby, which was great. Um, and she latched immediately too. Yeah, greedy girl. She latched immediately. Um, so that experience was was dope. She came out nine nine and a half pounds, basically. Mm -hmm. um, what was she twenty one, twenty two inches? It was twenty one. She was nine. She was nine and a half pounds, twenty one inches. Twenty one inches. Uh, we didn't. Well, we had a little bit of issues with jaundice this time with her. Not as bad as we had it with Luke, though. Mm -hmm. um, she came out super light skin. Like we don't know how we make these light babies, but we just do. Yeah. All but, of our babies. Um, the only one that came out with some color was Luke, and that yeah. was because he was dealing with jaundice and yeah, all of that. Yeah, he was, because I I, he ended up ingesting some stool while he was in utero, yeah. which was part of his problem. But, um, yeah, her, um, she just came out a little chunky perfection, and that's what she still is. She, but as calm as she was, the delivery, she's still a very... Bug flying on you. <laughs> was it like a mosquito? It was like a gnat. Oh. Mm, sorry, y'all. <laughs> we um, but as calm as she was in that delivery room, she's still a very calm baby. She's the she is so calm. The coolest baby. Um, she really only cries when she's hungry. Yeah, and I she's hungry and sleepy. Yeah, and I think the cool thing with 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 our kids is like their birth stories kind of mimic their personalities. the personalities that they have in real life, right? Like when Luke was ready to come, Luke was 
He forced his way into the world. And that's how that boy is to this day. If he wants something, I want it when I want it, and yeah, I ain't waiting. he's not waiting for nobody. Yeah. Mila is definitely the cool kid of the bunch. She's kind of just chill until she get activated. But other than that, and she Zoe chill. too. She Zoe was stubborn. Mm-hmm. And still to this day, very much stubborn. Can't tell Zoe a thing. <laughs> <laughs> we be arguing with an eight year old like she's thirty eight. <laughs> and Pooh. Pooh is, uh, his personality is very similar to mine in a lot of ways. So he's very laid back and chill. Yeah. Um, and his birth, his birth experience was chill. It was just a long wait, but yeah. it was like, it was very chill too. But that's also wild too when you think about it. Because you said, um, like they knew because it was our fourth kid that everything was going to be faster. And we think back to Pooh. Pooh was the longest. We sat, what, 20? It was 21 hours. 21 hours before. You were in labor 21 hours. Then Zoe was shorter than that. Yeah. And Luke's and Mila's. Luke, yeah. Luke's was four hours. And Mila's was two, two, basically. And it was two, but an hour and 30 of that was at the crib. Yeah. Which, when we had initially got pregnant, I... My my dream was to be able to have her at home, but then we started having issues and not switching over to a midwife and all of these things. So that was the best case scenario yeah. for me not being able to have a water birth. I was still able to, she's the first baby I've had naturally, so no epidural. Um, I was able to, you know, labor at home. And so I was ready to go to the hospital. You know, she came here um, peaceful, no issues. Um but, and there's something to be said about, you know, not having the epidural. Like, my milk came in faster. Like, everything was mm -hmm. just different about the way my body responded, the way the baby responded. Because when you get the epidural, you know, essentially the baby gets some of that, too, because it's still a, it's still attached to you. Um, Is that why your milk came in faster this time? I really think so. That's crazy. My milk came in, like, the next day. Yeah, it was it was crazy. And with that epidural last time, like remember, that joint didn't take right or something, and you was like numb. That was with, numbness wore off. That was with Zoe. That was Zoe. With Luke, it started to wear off. They messed me the last. They messed me up with both of them. To be honest, with Zoe, it's like I got too much. So not only were my you was you, numb for extra long, but your legs, was my like, legs was numb. For, it took forever for it to wear off, but during labor, not only were my legs numb, my upper left side was numb, so I couldn't even hold myself up. Yeah, it was like you had a stroke. Yeah, it was a little scary. Um, so, I'm, so imagine trying to push and you can't even really control like your back and your core on your left side. Like I had, James was holding up my leg, but he was also having to like hold me up. It was crazy. Yeah. And then it took forever. It took almost a day for it to wear off. I was a little scared. I was like, um, am I going to be able to use my legs again? Going <laughs> <laughs> to be out here like Lieutenant Dan. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think I, I, I was, I'm just happy. It, everything that I wanted to be able to experience this time, with the exception of the, the water, water I did. I, my, my water broke. I got to have her without meds. I just, it was perfectly imperfect. I don't know how else to describe it. I would say so too. I think everything about the experience of like of all of our kids, it was the most enjoyable pregnancy in that we got to do it completely together from beginning to end. Yeah. Um, I feel like we had, we got pregnant at just the right time because we're like, post all the mask mandates and all of that stuff yeah. and me not being able to go to the visits to, to the uh doctor's appointments like i got to go to every single doctor's appointments we actually have videos that need to, we need to turn into something youtube videos or something because we documented the whole thing um every appointment um so we just i was i was home with you during the time so we were just more locked into it and locked into each other which i think made the pregnancy it's more fun. Yeah, because I mean, all because it was the complete, you know, one eighty from our pregnancy with Luke. I was um, gone because he was gone. You know, the the whole pregnancy and even you know for the majority of that that postpartum period, you were away yeah, I'm working, working in California, and, and I was in there Texas. in Texas. So I'm home on the weekends, and then when Luke came, I took off. They let me take off for. 
took off for three weeks, but they like had an attitude about yeah. the third week. So <laughs> I had to go back because, you know, it was going to probably try to do something funny with my money. But it was enjoyable to just be able to experience it together um, and go through all of the milestones. Now, I will say, and I want to know your perspective on it. Um, of all the pregnancies, I, didn't, I never like told you this. But I had more anxiety this pregnancy about, and I think it's your fault, honestly. My fault? Yeah, I had more anxiety this pregnancy about you and, like, just, I did a lot of praying about your health and you making, you know, like, no complications with you and... I mean, I, I, I feel the same, but I don't, I don't know if this is my fault. I think it's just the reality of it's knowing that I'm older it's your fault. and that, you know, risks can be higher and that you think about, you hear statistics like one in four or one in three and you like, well, if I keep doing this, you know, like, what are the chances kind of thing? Yeah, but I, I get it, but. It was just something because you act like you're an old geezer now. I and it's like I am. more and more. <laughs> but the thing I be trying to get get across to her is that more and more women are having babies later in life now. They are, but it be they first. This this my fourth. It's like it's like it's it's. I mean, not Russian roulette, but Russian roulette. You keep pulling the trigger. One of them gonna be the bullet. Yes. But yeah. I, I but I still think that. Like you, you were like sowing that seed into me to where it was like before. I was never worried about is my wife gonna be alive after she has the baby. You had that. You had that anxiety with Luke too. Not as bad as I had it this time. I'm telling you, I just didn't say anything this time because <laughs> you already was like on your own. Like, uh, what's the term they call y'all old women when y'all have babies now? What's the medical term? <laughs> Are you going to tell me I'm not old? Because you've you been saying you've been Geriatric. Yeah, so. geriatric. So you kept talking about this geriatric pregnancy they nonsense. They kept talking about it every time I went to the doctor. So How could I not? Making just, me take extra tests. I got to do the diabetes test two and three times. Yeah. They won't let you. Yeah. I mean, it rubs off on you a little bit. Yes. So I think that um, outside of that, like, Everything else about the pregnancy was good. And then good. I think it didn't help that April we had just April had just, we had just come off of like it being Black Maternal Health, you know, month or whatever. So yeah. all of those statistics were fresh. And then well, the other thing too that I do think plays a part in it was so it wasn't all your fault. Part of it too was that we did um, we had the miscarriage before the last pregnancy. Yeah. So I think when we had the mis we had the miscarriage, we got pregnant again. But then, what was it like? Midway through, we started weeks. the cervix My issues. Cervix started shortening. So the cervix was shortening. So then now, now your your brain is like, all right, well let's. We don't want anything to happen. We don't want to go into to labor. We don't want to, you know, potentially have a preemie. Like so, God, like do whatever needs to be done mm -hmm. to make sure that baby stays in there and then that she's she stays good too. So, outside of those things. Um, I just think that the pregnancy was was the best one. It was. Of the it was like it. It was not ideal because I had all of these active pregnancy dreams. So that was my only like gripe about it because I had to sit down somewhere, um, and we didn't get the baby moon. But um, no. other than that, it was a very peaceful pregnancy. My 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 mood was good. I was well taken care of. She was. I mean, it sucks. <laughs> I mean, when we had the cervix issues, that meant I couldn't get no buns from week 20 to week... Matter of fact, <laughs> I couldn't get no buns from week 20 to week 36 per the doctor's orders. And then... That's probably why she went on ahead and came. Then when I finally get the clear to get some buns... The baby came. The baby came. So well, hey, You got some buns one time. I got some buns one time and then the baby came. <laughs> and it was like, yo. And then now I'm back on restriction again. Because you got to... Ten weeks. We were supposed to wait six. I end up waiting ten. So we got a whole... We're going to talk. We're going to have a whole different conversation about... <laughs> so yeah, maybe we can do part two about just dealing with the pregnancy complications because i do get a lot of questions about women from what i had to, what we had to do to manage having you know cervix issues and stuff like that um 
maybe that can be our next conversation. Yeah. Because we've been talking about this for a while. Yeah. So, now nah, I think we should... Um, this is a good place to wrap, but, but that is our, our birth story. Uh, Mila Grace Meeks, she's here. We we absolutely love and adore her. The kids, if you've seen any of the videos about how the kids reacted when we first told them that we were pregnant. To, Versus just them loving on her. They love her. Yes, like um, Pooh loves her. Zoe was so ecstatic when she found out. Luke loves her. Um, we can even get Luke to sit down and ask. He'll ask to hold he her sometimes. He wants to burp her. He wants to feed her. He is really, he's really into being so, a big brother. It's sweet. Yeah, all the kids are are really digging and loving her. Mm-hmm. And you know, I didn't. I don't think you did it. We didn't have any concerns that she had concerns about Pooh. Initially, I was a little worried about him. But you but know, Pooh. He talked junk about all these kids before they got here because I think in his mind he was he supposed to be the only child, child forever. But nah, bro. He love, but he loves them. He loves them all. He loves them. So it's it's been great having her in the family. And um, <laughs> I don't know about you, but I feel like our family is complete. <laughs> don't look that way. <laughs> See, what other way I'm supposed to look? Another conversation too about family planning. <sighs> And, um, Y'all, he is still trying to. I anyway, think five children is a good number. I feel like I my really uterus is retired. Really <laughs> it's giving ten. retired. Hey, if you know any good, um, what the thing? What they call? Uh uh-uh. uh. just read a story, but uh uh-uh. uh. What's? I'm not trusting surrogates. anybody else's uterus. I'm sorry, brain today. If you know any good surrogates out there, I'm gonna start interviewing some soon. Um, you no, know, he not. Cause the th- we. We didn't get the water birth and we didn't get twins. And those are like the only two things that we haven't gotten that we, we wanted. I, I don't understand why we would need twins. We already have four kids. One for me, one and for you. And two dogs. One for me, one for you. I don't want another one. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, she, after every kid, we have this conversation and then somehow, you know, we, we end up. It ain't gonna be no blessing. somehow this time. I'm good. What a blessing. Mm-hmm. Surrogates. Anybody know how to DIY a vasectomy? First of all. <laughs> First of all. Send me those details. <laughs> but anyways, we ain't get a vasectomy. Ain't nobody snipping these nuts. Uh-huh. Unless you trying to snip them. I will snip them. <laughs> With your mouth. <laughs> Let me sharpen my teeth. <laughs> but anyways, man, we so happy to be back with y'all again, man. We are the Life Partner Gang. Gang, gang. I'm James. I'm Tina. And we out. Till next time. Bye. Peace. <laughs> All right, that was-